Hey guys, I'm Rhea Fry, best-selling author, business owner, wife, mother, but most of all, I'm a human. And I'm Joe Tower, entrepreneur, producer, editor, husband, son, and I am also a human. As writers, we're always digging behind the story of publishing, ego, process, to get to the deeper truth of who we are and why we're here. While we're still pursuing that mission of the Right Way podcast, we wanted a platform where we could talk about being writers as well as being human. Now we'll be spending each episode talking with real people about real shit. This is the real story. Hey everyone, welcome back to a very special episode of the Real Story Podcast. Today we have my personal favorite guest we've ever had on the podcast before. You can hear her giggling. My daughter, Sophie Holgeen. Sophie, welcome back to the podcast. I've only been on here once. You have already been on here once. Okay, so... Today's podcast episode is really important because Joe and I talk a lot about when we become adults and when we get jobs and when we make money and do all of these things, we sometimes lose a lot of really great traits that children have. And one of the most important ones is around asking questions, asking questions and curiosity. I started blurting things out in the car a couple of weeks ago. Yes. So this whole podcast episode is based on... Me blurting out things. Yes. We were on the way home from Alex's jiu-jitsu competition and you just started asking all of these questions and your education that you get because you're at Acton Academy, which we talked about before is based on Socratic discussion, the hero's journey. So you are constantly asking questions in daily life, but you started talking about some really important things that I, I want to get into today because as we grow up, we just learn like, okay, this is the way you do school. This is how we think about culture and society. This is how we live our lives and you have always been very different. So what do you want to start uh, start with today on asking and, and asking questions and talking about so we can start to maybe think about things a little bit differently? I just warn the listeners. I, I talk about things most kids probably don't talk about. That's true. So I'm going to start with racism. Racism. Okay. This is a really, really important one. The first question I have for it is why? It did nothing to help society. No. Why do you have to create it? It's just so confusing. Like, why Why was there a purpose for it if it's just making more stress? And I have a game called Gacha Club that I usually make things. Mm-hmm. I make things, like, you can make, like, little people and stuff. But for some reason, I always make black people instead of white people. And even when it's, like, a cartoon character, I still make it black. Unless it's, like, purple or something. How come? I don't know. I just like I just like it the look of it more than like white people. Yes. So I may be a white person. <laughs> you are a white person. But yeah, when we've talked about it before where some people in history and even today are treated differently mm-hmm. just because the pigment of their skin is different, that makes no sense, right? Like Wh- it, like why does it matter? Why, why does it matter? Why why does it have to matter? Um, but I also don't understand something else. A lot of black people are famous, mm-hmm. like someone called Thurgood Marshall. Yes. Who, he was a very famous person because he was he brought in like so many people who should be in jail and stuff. And even one woman forfeited because she said, I, I'd rather just give myself in than be chased. Mm-hmm. But 
Like, what if racism wasn't a thing? Would they still be famous, or would they just be random everyday people? I don't know. Because I listen to something called Who Went Wow, and they talk about famous people, and, like, who are dead now, sadly. But it's it's so weird, because I realize most of them are black people, but what if racism wasn't a thing? Would that mean they're, they wouldn't be famous, or would that mean they'd still be famous? Like, pushing through, but what if there is no racism? Would that be as more as powerful as it is with racism? I don't know. I mean, that's a really good question. I mean, I, I hate that something like racism has to even be a subject in order for people to become known or to be brave or to, you know, step up and be known in history. And a lot of times the people that we learn about, you know, you've learned on on some of these podcasts about people that aren't, you know, aren't in the history books and aren't talked about so much because I feel like there are certain people, whether black, brown, white, um, that we hear about over and over and over again in history, but you've learned about some people that, that, maybe kids in school don't learn about um necessarily which is really cool but it was like a like i learned in who and where there was like a basketball player or something like this person who's really good at like baseball or something like that but it was kind of confusing so like later people started like being mean to him because he had like like different skin color Mm -hmm. but when he was born he had relatively light skin color because his dad was white his mom was black Right. So he had relatively light skin color, and he was able to disguise, like, his father was able to disguise himself as the wife's owner, mm-hmm. but then that changed, but then I thought of something, like, he was white and he was acting like her owner just so they could get around places that they weren't, he wasn't doing it on purpose, and he was oh. white, but then they said, they, they do voices, it's really funny, they said it like, one person said in it like, oh, there's blah, 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 I forgot his name, and I know his owner down, down in Virginia, but then I'm like, wait, white people were being enslaved too? Because he was a white man. Interesting. And it was really weird. I mean, what do you think about this? Uh, You know, in your brain, you know, if someone is judging someone based on their skin color, which still happens today, even though it's 2022, Mm -hmm. what would you say, like, what advice would you give for that, to that person? like, the per, wait, the person who's getting... Who's judging. I, well, I've learned this at Acton, but I also have another approach from it. Is that like if someone was saying that to you, that mm-hmm. probably just like it'd stick with you forever. I've said I haven't said things that were mean, but I've just said things by mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, it was like three years ago when I said something. I, I kind of forgot what it was, but whenever I'm sad or or if I'm happy, I still remember that, and it just kind of like ruins the moment. And if you like say something mean to someone else. It's like it's going to stick with you forever. Mm-hmm. And most bullies have been bullied, but then where did those bullies come from? Where did those bullies come from and why? Mm-hmm. Why did it happen? But another approach is stand up for the other person, the person who's kind of being made fun of. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I've seen bullies and stuff like bullies and stuff like that, but, like, why, why does it have to be like that? Like... I know, like, people say bullies become bullies because they're bullied by other bullies. Mm-hmm. But then where did those bullies come from? Well, sometimes bullies happen because they're not getting treated right at home. 
like sometimes even from their parents or but siblings. But then why did the parent? Why did the parents? Well, do that? it you know when in doubt, blame the parents. Um, <laughs> it's usually it could be their conditioning from their parents. But then where did that come from? From their parents. It's, where did it's that a, come from? Right, exactly. It's a cycle. So you know, I think the the lesson here, and it's so simple in treating people the way you would want to be treated and treating people with love and kindness. And it's, you know, when children are born, you don't see, I mean, you do not see color. You're not noticing, oh, I'm different because your skin is darker than mine or your skin is lighter than mine. Like you don't think in those terms, but it's society that brings it to your attention. And when I was born, I was born and I wasn't crying. And you said you were freaking out. Yes. But what if there was a thing where like, like no one even noticed if the baby was crying or not. Would you be freaking out as much? No. They did make me cry, but why right. couldn't they just leave me silent? Well, it's funny, right? Like everything we learn, especially with that, like when a baby's born, it's got to cry. Like that's I don't want to cry when I'm born. I want to be joyful and not get <laughs> a needle stuck in me. Right. You're and right. it's not fair for tiny little babies being forced to cry. And people say when babies are born, they know how to do nothing. They know how to breathe. They know how to cry. I mean, I I started to cry. And then... They know how to eat. They know how to eat. They know how to drink and stuff like that. But why do people say babies don't know how to do anything? Like, they, they do. They know how to grow their hair. They know how to smell. They know how to see. They know how to wiggle their eyebrows. It's true. They know how to bite their own fingers. Well, let's, let's talk about ch- children and babies' children in school. And, like, how we... Because you've been talking about that, like... This is something that I struggle with, you know, having grown up in normal school and you learn a set number of things. So you learn this about math and you learn this about spelling and English and history and social studies. And then so many people will say you grow up and you don't really use a lot of that stuff that you memorize and learn. And that's what I like about Acton because we have sessions which are like, just like we have a session, like I have a six week session right now, but it's only three days a week. So that's amazing. But, <laughs> um, it's, it's like, so we, we finish a session and on the last week, on the last day, we have something called exhibition where we showcase what we learned and then we can still use that for our next thing. Yes. So you're, you, you're, you're learning all this stuff during the six weeks and then you're using it in the exhibition, but then you can take that with you and and carry it on. It's not like you just memorized it, filled out a worksheet, took a test, and we then don't, moved we don't, on. We don't do we don't do math on paper. You do not do math on paper, which I'm so grateful for because well, I hate doing math on paper. <laughs> I do not like it at all. Well, I mean, but talk about you were talking about math the other day and like how you know people learn like certain things at certain times and at Acton you really learn on your own mm-hmm. timeline. And you're spending time, you're spending more time on the things you love and then sometimes less time on the things you don't like. But talk to me about why that works for you. Well, it's not actually usually like that. See, we have something called brain breaks. They're five-minute timers that we can flip and we can do what we want. Mm -hmm. We can actually go outside. We can... We can like read, but there's only one a day. So Mm -hmm. you you might want to save that for the right moment. And I used to do mine every, like every math time because, I mean, I've tried to avoid math as much as possible. Yes, you don't like math very much. I mean, I like bar graphs, like what Dada did on paper, which is very fun. But 
it so like and then I was I was doing that over and over again, and then one day Miss Kathy just walked like she's she's my guide, not my teacher, my guide. She mm-hmm. helps me. She guides me through stuff. Yes. So you have guides instead mm-hmm. of teachers. Yes. And um, she said like. Um, maybe you shouldn't take a brain break at that time, but also I was taking it wrong. You're supposed to start it and then do your stuff. But I had been doing my, like, I had been grabbing my food and then starting it, which I'm not, I guess I'm not supposed to do that. And it was kind of annoying because she said you probably want to get back on math, but they try to get you to do the things you don't want to do the most, really, so you actually want to do them. But then what happens to the things you wanted to do? Will you not want to do them anymore? And it's like, why to have brain breaks when you can't take them at the time you want to take them? Well, I don't know. Now I, just, I, now I take them at another course skill, which is just like stuff you do. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's three things. We have an outdoor reset, which is like a recess. We have three of them. We have yes. one in the middle of them we do. And then we do something, and then we go into, like, more activity stuff. But yeah, with why the- make a brain break when... Yeah, I'm not going to be able to do it when well, I want to. I don't know. But so with Acton and the way that it's set up, why? Because you never get tired of it. Like all the kids that go to Acton actually want to go. Like when the weekend comes, they're like, oh, I want to go to Acton when I don't vacations like, come. I don't like summer because I have to wait so long. And I don't like to miss it because right. I'm I'm missing valuable information that we're not going to practice. Right. So most kids in school don't feel like that. They're yeah, they're like, like, I want to get out. I'm going to fake being sick. Yes. I want to go on this vacation, but let's extend it for two whole years. <laughs> well, I mean, why do you, what is the difference with the way that you're learning and the way Acton and set up why do you think kids love it so much i honestly don't know like it's just so different and so fun and they're they're like you can move up to a spark which we don't do grades we so there's sparks explorers and voyagers mm-hmm. i'm in the voyagers the oldest so far <laughs> except i'm the youngest in the voyagers so yes but you moved up this year mm-hmm. and it's but but i think people don't understand like you can be barefoot Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm barefoot all day. Okay. You can, funny. you can talk to your peers because it's peer-based learning. So you, it's not like you're yeah, like, sit down, be quiet, raise your hand, don't talk. You can actually use your voice, mm-hmm. right? And help each other out. And sometimes since Miss Kathy, she actually has kids that go there. Yes. And is one of my best friends. So what's your point with that? <laughs> I didn't really have a point. I just started just saying stuff. Okay. So what other questions do you have? Or what questions do you think mm. people should be asking as they're going about their daily life? Why don't we think unicorns don't exist? There are plenty of other amazing animals. And we only know 5% of the ocean. So why, do you, why don't you think mystical creatures are real mm-hmm. when there are... These monkey llama things, they have faces that look like llamas and like sheep wool. They're so cute. Are you talking about what we saw last night? Like the chihuahuas or something like that. They're so cute. They live in Madagascar. They they were like leaping on spikes and stuff to get to to food. But one of them had a baby on their back. So they had to hold on tight. And wait, who was the host again? Uh, Former president Barack Obama. That cool. was really cool, but he we didn't know he grew up in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and he was t- like just saying saying the stuff on one of these episodes, and then I just started to think, why don't you think unicorns are real 
when this stuff exists. That's true. Alligators eating beautiful white fish and the blood streaming down their face, which is kind of scary. But it's because I've actually researched about this. Mm-hmm. When it was actually one of the quest things for Acton. Quest is like before, before exhibition. And I, I searched, are unicorns real? And they said there are only four living unicorns in the whole world. Mm-hmm. And no one has discovered them. But they, it wasn't like they eat rainbow carrot cake stuff. They were like, they eat bugs, they eat carrots, they eat like frogs and stuff like that. Which actually made it sound more like an actual animal. And I, I thought that was like an actually good answer but whenever it's kind of annoying because when I searched that, it gave me the perfect answer, and that I actually I got more people to think that unicorns were real. But whenever I go to search like another mystical animal, they give me like five weird website things I have to look through to find a simple answer to a simple question, like like what size are alligators? Five things that don't even give me the answer. It just says the alligator the alligator band has consists of four to five people and they've been going on for two years. That's not the answer I want to have. I wanna actually have a good answer. Okay. And then my point with that is with because I had asked you, Do you think humans are spoiled? And you said Yes. Absolutely, yeah. Yes. And but I don't think it's Dr. That because we saw like animals making of what they have. But humans are actually the most successful animals on the entire planet. We may be wa- making a lot of waste and that's not good for the environment. But at the same time, we're actually thinking of ways to stop it. But we're the ones that caused it. But at least we're figuring out how to stop it. Because what yeah. if what if we didn't care about it? Mm-hmm. We were just leaving it. I know some people actually do that, but at least like um, like a hundred people are actually thinking about it and making compost heaps and stuff like that, which is really good for the environment. Mm-hmm. Squirrels, beautiful squirrels. <laughs> squirrels are amazing. They're all right. Bring it back. But <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about animals and I want to talk about squirrels. Well, I know, but let's talk about this humans being spoiled because we got in a little bit of an, uh, a disagreement last night. No, no, it was definitely a full-on argument. Because I feel like humans, and we talk about this on the podcast sometimes, have gotten so far away from what it means to be human, from living most of our days outside. Well, what's for, it mean to be for ma- Well, exactly. From making our own food, from, li- from living in tribes and villages and having the sun on our faces. And now we are so conditioned to living inside in our comfortable little lives, their air conditioning behind our screens, eating food out of boxes, pressing buttons, having everything delivered like I wish we you could see my face right we've now. forgotten how to be to to be human we are so obsessed with doing and consuming what if this, is, what, if this what if being human actually is what this means what if it's changed over the course oh of it's time? definitely changed but what's making us sick and what's causing us to die and it's it's lack of true nourishment but that's just how human it human things are like with 
with say, like we're not creating poisonous berry bushes. Those are actually from nature and those can be killing But animals. we don't even know as humans what poisonous berry bushes are because we, we don't go outside. Neither do animals. Well, they don't know what those are either, and we're animals, so no one knows what poisonous berry Yeah, but here's are. my point. So, yesterday. Let's use yesterday as an example. Yesterday was a gorgeous day. It's still gorgeous. You went over to your grandparents' house, and instead of being outside... I did play! You played, but you were inside, behind your screens, doing Minecraft and all other kinds of stuff, instead of being outside, which is... What kids? First of all, they don't have a very big backyard, so that's. that's oh my gosh. First world problems. <laughs> but what if that is what it means to be human? Why is there? Why does there have to be a definition of what it means to be human? What do you think the definition is? There is no definition. And you said all like all things have a purpose, and there's like the sloth and stuff. Yeah, and every like, every being has a purpose. I figured out what the sloth's purpose is. It's holding a bunch of bugs. In its it is. It has eighty species of bugs in it's, its in its fur. But. Well, I, I don't think anything has a purpose. They're just here. They're you don't think we have a purpose? No. We're just here, and we make we think we have our own purpose, but then when we start to think about that, we're like, oh, I have to do that now, or my life's going to be a complete failure. And why does there have to be... Well, like, what if our purpose is just to be and to love and to live to the best of our ability? I think that's a purpose. Not like... My purpose is to be a writer and to write books. Like, I think we get so married to that that if it doesn't work out well, then we feel like we lack a purpose. But. Purpose is just to be here. But why does there have to be a definition of, say, like a gorilla? Why, Why does there have to be a definition of that? Why does there have to be a definition of a human? Because that's creating so many arguments. What, like, what if we just took away all that? Or what if we, no one ever even thought of that? Would, like, we wouldn't be talking about this. Well, no, I know. We wouldn't be, be talking about a lot of things if we weren't, like, if society didn't tell us, well, this then, is what it means to be human. This is well, what it means why, to be successful. This is what it means to be blah, blah, blah. Then why are you actually paying attention to that? I mean, I'm trying not to pay attention to that. I am, I am having to decondition and unlearn so many things that I learned growing up about this is what it means to be successful. You have to make money. You have to have a house. You have to get married. You have, have to, to do all shorts. these things. You have to wear shorts. Uh, in summer. <laughs> okay, yeah. So my daughter, who's <laughs> nine years old, perpetually. On purpose. On purpose, dresses for the opposite season. The other day, it was 85 degrees and you I'm wore a long, long sleeve shirt. shirt with long, pants. Yes. I refuse to wear shorts. I hate them. Tell me why. I just don't like them. If you fall, you're going to scrape more skin off than if you're wearing pants. Okay, so you are someone who really does live life according to her own rules. Mm -hmm. You don't really believe or listen to a lot of things that... I believe in God, but I don't believe in the same way as other people do. I believe he made tomato paste with me and it was super hard. (laughs) What? We made tomato paste! I've told you this, Rhea! Oh my gosh. Um, Oh my god, you just called me Rhea. Yeah! Um, Yeah, so when Sophie was little, she used to go off on these rants about how her and God made like... All kinds of things together. And I also said our couch, like everything was originally made with candy because we were running out of fuel and (laughs) stuff like that. And then we made the first human, which was oddly derpy. 
and then he just exploded. I never told you. That. What is what does derpy mean for people who don't know what derpy means? It's kind of hard to explain if because this is this is a podcast. But when I think of derpy, I think of like large eyes, but the pupils aren't facing the same way. They're facing the opposite way, kind of like a chameleon, and they have just like a derpy smile. Okay, just like a funny smile. So to finish up, if you could give advice to people who maybe they're tired of living their lives the way they've always lived it. Maybe they've always lived according to the rules. They've always followed the rules. They've listened to society, but deep down it just doesn't feel right to them. Um, What advice would you give people to truly be who they are? Give up what they're doing and don't listen to like when people say like, God is a mighty thing and he wants you to do this right now. Go do it. Clean your dishes. Do do what you think God is. You could think he's a, a chandelier and, and that would be fine because no one says he isn't a chandelier. No one says it truly what he looks like. Just like when I was drawing my zodiac sign, it's Gemini. They're usually just two sisters standing by each other. But instead, I made them sitting on top of each other with horns because my friend Elsa, I'm, I'm not referring to Elsa from the movie. <laughs> I have an actual friend named Elsa. And we were drawing our zodiac signs, and she has the bull one, mm-hmm. and that has horns. And I really wanted to add horns to mine, and she made a good point of, well, no one said they didn't have horns. True. And, like, no one said that paint is wet. No one said that paint right there is dry. I mean, it is dry, but what if the definition of that right there is actually means pancakes? Okay. So, <laughs> so, again, going back to my question of, and God aside, let's not talk about God because that can be a very divisive subject for people. Some people believe in God, some people don't believe in God. But in terms of, oh, I'm sorry, is this boring you? No, I'm just saying. Um, so if people just want to be who they are and they're so tired of just living in this world where, you know, I talk a lot about like everybody's on social media, everybody runs their business this way, everybody does this, everybody, you know, and I've never felt, and especially now I don't feel like, "Mm, this doesn't feel right to me. I don't want to do things like everyone else. And you are someone who definitely doesn't do things like everyone else. If someone tells me, do believe that this calculator isn't working, I can just say it's not on because it's not on. And no one will care. <laughs> oh my. Um, so, what is your final piece of advice for people to really be themselves? Be yourself no matter what, unless it's a tornado. Keep asking questions, yeah. I would say. Stay curious. Don't always believe everything you're told. And don't let your parents brush your hair when it's dry. Oh, let's not get into the hair brushing conversation. <laughs> um, because I'm sitting it, next it, to a child with total dreadlocks. Shoo. And we're going to have to deal with it. And it's going to take us two hours. 
can I keep you short? Okay, we're going to have to edit so many things out of this. <laughs> no! Yes. No, I wanted to be a I'm, I'm waiting for you to give final thoughts. No matter what anyone tells you, ignore them and be yourself. But what does that mean? What does being yourself mean? How do we even know who we are when we're told who well, we're I supposed to be? I can't tell you what the purpose of being yourself is because everyone thinks of it differently. I can't say everyone's being self is doing, like right. not paying attention to the rules, but that's... That's not with everybody. Some people like paying attention to the rules. That's true. So I can't say really the definition of it because there's plenty of different definitions. But maybe just listen to yourself and who you are at the end of the day. Yeah. And don't let anybody tell you who you are, right? Keep asking questions. Keep playing. Keep laughing. It's definitely raining. It's, who cares? <laughs> I care. Pay attention to what you're doing. <laughs> Don't let your mind wander. Don't edit place. this. Oh my gosh. All right. Thank you guys. Bye-bye. So much. Until next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Right Way Presents The Real Story. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and comment. And for more information on The Real Story and Right Way, visit rightwayco.com.